Welcome, Welcome to. to <laughs> Sorry, I'll go. Whoa. Let's all try to do it at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, Welcome to the, the After Thoughts podcast, where we share our thoughts after our thoughts after stuff on this podcast. Welcome, Doug and Ryan. Great to have you guys. And today we uh, have Jacob, of course, and Kayla got married, so we have Kayla Emily. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi, Welcome back. Emily. Welcome back. Great, great to have you back. Thanks. Good to be back. Uh, excited and nervous. Um, I just left the hats here. Three and oh, oh. Well, that makes sense. for obvious Three reasons. Three and yeah. oh. People that don't care about sports, uh, we would probably still talk about the buffs either way. But this is the story of sports. It's crazy, man. Two decades of never getting any press and just no. really bad football programs. And now it was, I was watching a sports show this morning, and before they got to the Monday night football game, they're like, we first need to circle back to a game yeah. that happened four days ago and talk more about the buffs. It's wild. Yeah, man. a few of our friends from college that we're still in a small group with were at the game, mm. and Chris texted us, well, the Buffs just took the field behind Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne rapping. <laughs> yeah. That's never so happened before cool. at Folsom Imagine field, so. being, no. uh, being a player that was on the team last year, yeah. Yeah. and then being there this year. You're like, oh, the Somebody Rock needs to is interview on one of those now? kids. Yeah, the, there's The Rock, mm. there's Kawhi Leonard, there's Lil Wayne, yeah. a bunch of rappers I've never even heard of. Yeah. It is the story of sports. Thank the Lord. Dude, the Buffs was, came back and beat CSU. I we were just saying that was not fun. Man, that it would have been the most deflating mm -hmm. loss. But Shadur Sanders, he's the best. Talk man. about a guy who's cool under pressure, calm, peaceful. Dude, it was Saturday night was tough, very like, stressful. Not only is it 2 a.m. and we know we have church in like six hours, but it's like they can't lose this game. No, no. there's so much. Can't the whole world, went the whole world game. is watching. Yeah, what uh, oh, the game so started stressful. at 9:20 our time. Ended up, yeah, oh. I got home, I got home and went to bed at, at 2 a.m. and preached the next day. But Oof. I felt great when I woke up because we won. I know. Thank God. Who knows what would have priorities, happened. man? Thank God. Well, yeah. And we're praying for Travis Hunter to get better. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Vicious hit. Did you give when when we asked? Of anybody on the planet to have on this podcast, did you say Dion? Did anybody say Dion? I'll say that now. We'll add him Deion in. Dion Sanders. Come on, Dion. Let me. See. That would be so fun. I'll, you guys yeah. keep talking. I'll see if I can. Or either of his uh, prime. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be so fun. He's just one eight hundred prime. Is that what you said? Yeah. The epitome of okay. somebody who's understood the abundance mindset. Perfect. Mm -hmm. That's Dion. Yeah, any, it's any it's week. really cool. Anyway. Yeah. We'll make it yeah. okay. inspiring. <laughs> what do you say? He's just got to check his schedule. Okay. But he'd love to be on the show. Let's go, Prime. Great. What is his, uh, on, on Instagram, you can give a little bio or write like a quote. Yes. And his was, uh, don't let my confidence offend your insecurity. Oh, man. <laughs> there's, a, there's a viral like reel that got made about so him good. at a press conference basically saying like, what makes you think that I care yeah. what you think of me? Yeah. And I mean, he's obviously huge personality, right. I think comes off arrogant to some people. I truly believe he's just the most confident person. Yeah. And he has such a deep rooted faith that I think he's like, I yeah. know what God thinks about me. And he's the guy that's like, I'm his favorite kid. Yeah. And well, I want to live my life that way. It takes it's humility awesome. to know what God thinks about you. Yeah. Over your own opinions and everybody else's mm -hmm. opinions of you. We'll I, get we'll get to that, but he has a healthy fear of God. Yeah. And that's why I and said no, this before, no fear of man. No fear of None. man. Well what was the quote, really quick, this is the little the little teaser trailer for what we're about to talk about, oh, but man. we fear man so much because we, we fear, fear God so, so little. little. Yeah. And his is flipped yeah. in the healthy yeah. way. Yeah. And I think confidence and humility 
are sort of divine dance partners and they increase mm -hmm. with each other and decrease with each other. Yeah. So actually, you know, it, it can look surface level, a fine line between yeah. arrogance and confidence, but mm -hmm. confidence is deeply rooted out of humility. Mm. And right. I believe mm. that it, it sure seems like he's got that. Yeah. And he's imparted it in his sons. Yeah, big time. All his kids. They, mm -hmm. Man, well, we'll get him on the show just whenever it works out. <laughs> yeah, I think out. next week. Maybe he we'll has to wait till the end of the season. Yeah. And then when he's here, we'll give him his job offer to be an honorary <laughs> pastor on staff. <laughs> pastor Prime. Pastor Prime. Well, everyone's favorite <clears throat> segment on the Ad for Thoughts podcast is Questions, Questions with Kayla Emily. Questions with Kayla Emily. All right, like Kayla. What am you I, got? Am I being Kayla today or can I be myself Up to you. today? You know what? I'll be myself today. All right. That's, questions with Emily. I don't, I don't know if you know how healthy that statement just was. <laughs> right. Way to go. Uh, can you sing a questions with Emily kind of <laughs> intro to yourself? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tune this after she's the man. And it's like a welcome. So it's welcome, 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 welcome to the question part. That was great. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. You're welcome. That was nice. Okay. What is your most <laughs> unpopular food opinion or mm. what is a food that maybe you grew up eating or that you eat now that if everyone else knew about it, they'd be like, that's weird. But to you, it's normal. I've got a, a good story about this. I used to not like ice cream when I was a kid, which is insane to me now because it's one of my favorite things. Did you know about this? But I, I, uh, Did you correct him? Jacob doesn't like ice cream. Shout out to Jacob. So in kindergarten, we had an assignment. Jacob, you don't like ice cream? That was... Sorry, Ryan. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us your thoughts. myself here. I don't like. I'll never decide really to eat ice cream. I like. It's fine. Like when we go it, to Dairy Queen, you're not gonna say no. Yeah, I'll like. I'll get That's the brown Blizzard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I won't eat much of it. Yeah, you get I'll the Oreo, like two right? Two bites and I'm extra like Oreo. No brownie. Brownie dough, extra brownie. That's dough. right. Because yeah. it's too cold or what? I don't know what it is. Too sweet. But then, yeah. Then Emily will be like, "Oh, you like sweet coffee." I'm like, it's complicated. Which is basically okay. ice cream. No, don't fight, guys. Please don't <laughs> fight. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Ryan, you, okay, you so, didn't like ice cream. So I'm in kindergarten, and the assignment is uh, you have to circle a smiley face or sad face. So it's like the sun comes out, smiley face. Uh, you get it's summer vacation, smiley face. Something bad happens, sad face. The picture was ice cream melting, and I circled smiley face, <laughs> and my teacher marked it wrong. And I, it was like my first time as a five-year-old. It was like that's subjective. This is this is actually a good thing for me because it means I don't have to eat it. And I went like, and oh, gosh. and my teacher was like, "This is a fun class. This I like this kid." You're you're objectively wrong. Yeah. So yeah. that's wow. my story. I would say even subjectively wrong <laughs> because it's melting. Oh, I don't have to. You never had to eat it. Now mm -hmm. you have to clean it. Yeah, but when you're five, you feel like you're supposed to eat the thing that somebody wow. gives you because you're not strong enough Tell or that courageous to either enough. Either of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That'd be very helpful. Okay. Yeah. The first part of the question was, "What's your most unpopular food opinion?" and oh. or, or, "What's something that you ate growing up or you eat now that to you is normal, but to somebody else would be like weird?" I, as a kid, would get Parmesan cheese in my stocking at Christmas because <laughs> I love it so much. Love I can eat much. it with a spoon. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. think people dislike it, but right. that I like it to a level that's absurd. So at Olive Garden, when yeah. they go, tell, tell, tell me when. To, tell me when. Um, well, okay. First of all, I love Brussels sprouts. Mm -hmm. okay. Will, my, my five-year-old, hates them yes. because he always, are you cooking smelly sprouts? He calls them <laughs> smelly sprouts, but I think they're amazing. Um, when I was a kid, I used to take Kraft Singles. Oh, I know this. And smother them with yeah. mayonnaise. Yeah. And just Wild, eat it. dude. Wild. And now I can't do... I'm, I'm like the least 
pickiest person when it comes to food. Um, the least picky that I know. And I will eat those things, but I, I will never go buy Kraft Singles or mayonnaise for the anymore. rest of my life. Yeah, oh, oh we used to eat uh, sticks of butter. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> straight. Just straight, man. Yeah. The, just sneaking a butter stick from the fridge. <laughs> yeah, late oh at night. My gosh. Just work our way through a stick yeah. of butter. Yeah. That's wild to think about. I on uh Will's birthday, you brought him some some Brussels sprouts. Or you told him you were gonna get him Brussels mm-hmm. sprouts for, for his birthday. And um so <clears throat> Ethan walks up and goes, Hey Will, I got you some Brussels sprouts. And Will just goes, Give them to Doug. <laughs> Dude, Call some, you by your name. Something, something, about, my name. something about your son Give calling his dad to... by your first name. In <laughs> a snarky way. So you like recognize this. Like if I say dad, you'll think of your dad. You call my dad Doug. Give him so to Doug. Give him to Doug. <laughs> yeah, he recognized that. Yeah. Yep. He's, he, yeah, also, he, he for sure computed that in his yeah, little mind. I also oh, yeah. said that to you. I like Brussels sprouts as well. Thanks, man. I, do, I think man. they're good. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I put Parmesan cheese on them. Oh, yeah. And some balsamic. There you go. I do, too. Full Bacon. <laughs> I yeah. do, too, Just man. remove all of the health benefits mm-hmm. of it as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. What about you? Okay. Well, I I have a thing with lettuce. And so in high school, I don't know if you guys, have you heard of Zaxby's? It's like Chick-fil-A, but chicken. It, okay. it is chicken. Chick-fil-A is chicken. Zaxby's is like a different type of Chick-fil-A. And I would go there and I would have my friend who worked there order the salad for me, but with no lettuce. Because I just, now I'll eat salads, but for the longest time I hated mm. lettuce. And then I finally realized I will eat salads. So I like things on lettuce. Yep. But if you put lettuce on a taco or on a burger or something, no, I don't want it. I'll get wow. it. It's gross. Is it the texture? I don't know. I think or maybe it's warm lettuce that I don't like. Mm. <laughs> I'm really Yeah, yeah I mean, that's fair. That's, and yeah. I think it's like a lettuce, like, like dark meat combination because I can do it with chicken, but if it's on like a taco, wow. I'm like, no, Incredibly like a beef specific. taco, I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. so. well, let us uh, hear another let question. <laughs> All right, hard turn to serious question. Hmm. What is the thing about being in ministry that keeps you up at night the most? Wow. Oof. Well, this this would just take us straight into our fear I guess conversation. So. <laughs> the thing about ministry that keeps us up at night. Mm. For me, it's problems that I can't solve. Mm. Um, whether that's like somebody's upset at church, but I realize it's deeper than yeah. I can explain something or whatever. Mm-hmm. All the way to like world issues that we have partners like in the field with things like trafficking and stuff like that that I were like in the fight but I just want it to be dealt with and that stuff that I can't that I don't have the control over that's hard for me um I think there's always more fruit there's always a bigger impact that can be made Mm. and so this message could always be a little bit better to reach a few more people we could always push a little bit harder to reach a few more souls, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. what we do in this arena, we're talking eternal significance about everything and making heaven more crowded. And which implies that you can make heaven not as crowded as you mm-hmm. maybe could if you put a little less wow. energy into it and didn't work as hard mm-hmm. and kill yourself and exhaust yourself every single day. <sighs> you know what I mean? Totally. And uh, so it's finding where where is that rhythm or balance where mm-hmm. you go 
Um, God doesn't need me to be everything to everybody. And what is the ministry that our church is here to fulfill? That's great. And let's just be that and let's enjoy life and let's not crush ourselves um, for the sake of more and more fruit. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah, but there's never a, there's never a finish line, I guess, because there's always one more person oh, yeah. that could be reached. Right. And mm-hmm. so you right. have to decide like, no, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. Hmm? I'm going to play mm-hmm. with my kids. I'm going to yeah. drive home. And I'm gonna leave this behind me. You know what I mean? That's so good. Yeah. Uh, comparison trap for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna preach about this in a couple of weeks. Whoa! But teaser, teaser. Nice. But we we spend so much time and energy uh, just doing our best to help people understand <clears throat> Jesus and understand the gospel. But I feel like uh, like that's true about everybody in ministry. And then we all just compare who's doing it better than other people. Mm-hmm. And, and who if, are they getting better? Are they getting worse? Like all of these different comparison games. Mm. Um, it's it's wild, man. It it keeps me up and um, it's just been on my heart. So I'm, I'm excited to preach about it vulnerably nice. here in a few weeks. Thank you, social media. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, just <laughs> wild. Making that better. <laughs> yeah, super helpful. <laughs> All of those yeah. uh, things rooted, obviously, in fear, which is what we're talking about today. Wow. Segway. Nice job, Emily. It's been a weekend talking about fear. But before we get into that, I, do, I did realize we had a missed opportunity last week. Mm. Doug preached a message called Drug of Choice. Yeah. And we should have made sure to tell him that he's our Doug of Choice. Oh, man. So now you know. <laughs> you can be our Doug. You Let mean that? Let that just be a, an identity <laughs> moment for you. I'll be your Doug. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Talking about fear, let's start with, uh, like when you ask people what's your greatest fear, you normally get like snakes and spiders, mm-hmm. those kinds of answers. Do you have yeah. any of those? Something that's just like, I... Yeah, right now we have scorpions in our house. Ooh. We had one last night. Dang. Oof. Yeah, man. We, we just recently moved to Georgetown. It's in a new build neighborhood. And so the neighborhood and mixed with the heat, the crazy intense heat of this summer is like the perfect storm for scorpions. And Jeez. we move to their turf, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so about once a week we find oh. a scorpion did in the they, house. Do they break down like snakes? Like there's some of them that are more dangerous than others? What yeah, happens? and I think these ones are tree scorpions. Sam looked it up and they're not, like, you know. They're they venomous? I they think so. I think so in the same way like I think a bee is, but it doesn't, you know. There's some that it's not are. Like a rattlesnake. There's some that are deadly. Like a rattlesnake would oh, be deadly. Okay. Um, some scorpions, I think, you know, for instance, in Arizona, their dad got. Yeah, are more deadly and more poisonous than than these oh, ones. Their dad's like a. He's a really tough guy. Yeah, and it took him out for a couple of hours. He was just in pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah so nobody's been scorpions. stung yet by a scorpion, but that's good. Wow. I killed one last night. Nice. Um, don't like them. No, they literally look like they're. From hell. Yeah, they look guys. evil. They, they look <laughs> they like bad, bad guys. guys. Mm-hmm. In this yes. story. Uh, uh-huh. Even you watch like Avengers Infinity mm-hmm. Wars and they're in Wakanda having a battle yeah. and the bad guy, like they have, she has that line, like we have blood to spare. We have all of these creatures that we've made and they all kind of look like they're modeled after scorpions. Know, you know, that's yeah. how There's never been a good guy scorpion evil. in a movie. But speaking of even ads using, like you, how many times I've driven by a billboard in Austin, in Georgetown, in Cedar Park, and there's just like a 45 foot scorpion on the billboard. And it, it says like, do you have like have pests in the home? Like call this number. And so even exterminators and, that's, that's, and pest control the are using fear. 
I'm yeah. like, because oh, nobody yeah. drives by and and That's and funny. sees a, a 50 foot scorpion and doesn't think I don't want that, dude. What if you know a, what I mean? What if there was a pest control guy that wanted to be motivated by love? And so his billboard was just like, I love you so much that I want to keep your house safe. Let me set your house free. <laughs> he would just go out of business so quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fear, fear is you very effective. You have to motivate with fear. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What does Michael say? Would I rather be feared or loved? Both. I want people to fear how much they love me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have a, one of those? Uh, well, you, you said snakes and spiders yeah. minus snakes. What, what happened uh, for me a, a little while ago is I was paddleboarding. And there was a snake in the water. Uh-uh. And something about a snake swimming. No, not like okay. swam past me with its head out of the water, you know? And I just remember being like, Ooh. you can't do that. Yeah, that's like, that's not fair. That because be. I, like, on land, I can outrun a snake. In the water, I feel like it can swim faster than so me. So you think, Ryan. And uh, you never, you never go. Well, we're going to test, test that out right now. Right? Right? We have a snake, snake. I've never understood it. When I was in fifth grade, we had two snakes, like, as our, like, class pet no and during like the morning check-in we would take the snakes out and pass it around in, no. a, star, in a circle dude i Jeez. love that and i, I still love, I, I don't mind that at all I man i do not i do not trust dude people i was that a kid that was snakes. like yeah this is cool and then just immediately yeah. people that are like, are oh yeah i have a python in my house i'm just i don't trust you nope. i don't trust you at all i think there's a story in the bible about that <laughs> yeah they're weird jacob is afraid of hippos i found out this past <laughs> week which, Why? <laughs> tell us, tell us everything, Jacob. Have you guys seen like? Wait, oh, here I am. Uh, videos of hippos in the water, like yeah. chasing boats. Oh like, yeah, they're as fast as boats. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, they're they wild. are fast. I can think they kill the most people out of any animal in the world. Most dangerous land yeah. animal. They're However, freaky. you live in Austin. <laughs> yeah, you're right. safe. So you are, dude. I just stay away from Hutto. You know, <laughs> the Hutto hippos. hippos. Yeah, that's nice. right. Hutto hippos. Emily, do you have one? Yeah, I get really freaked out if I'm outside and it's lightning and there's oh. like no coverage because I'm convinced mm-hmm. that I will get struck by lightning. So yeah, yeah lightning freaks me out a bit. But you know, Jason Hedger, Jason yes, I Red do. Rock staff Shout member in Denver, Jason. been struck by lightning twice. Jason's Completely fine. Also, a much better person than I am, so I just don't <laughs> think I would. Well, survive. fire refines. He's been mm-hmm. refined through lightning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so s- surface level fears, but obviously yeah. diving into. Wait, did you say yours? Oh, uh, I heights has always been one for me. It has, yeah. yeah. So Advent- when we went bungee ex- jumping, oh yeah, in Africa, oh, that, that was, was okay. Yeah, <sighs> adventure experience class in high school helped me with that though. Zip line and oh yeah, Mr. Broft. climbing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, legend. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's talk about fear, and maybe you guys can share. I shared obviously a lot yeah. of some of the fears from my life. I think mm-hmm. for some people fear, maybe it's irrational. Like if Jacob let hippos, this fear of hippos keep him from going outside in Austin. Yeah, yeah. Then that's kind of an easy, <laughs> Jacob, like, hey, he's working Jacob. from home this week. Yeah, you, hip, it's hippos. <laughs> on the loose. Yeah. <laughs> he watched Planet Earth 2 last night. Shouldn't have. There are some <laughs> irrational fears that I think, yeah. okay, we can explain. But for most people, it's rationally based. Mm-hmm. And it's a driver in your life that you don't even totally recognize a lot of the time. I think most of us don't even realize, like, I didn't realize how much mm-hmm. fear drives me until really I've been working the past month on this, this message. Um, was there anything to you guys that, let's just start with the ladder. Yeah. The laddering concept where you take a fear. So say for Jacob, it was like, I'm, 
hippos freak me out. Yeah. But if he drilled that down, why is that? Why is that? What, maybe it's a fear of death that a hippo could trample you and kill you. Yeah. Um, and like a very painful death. If we're being real, that would hurt yeah, so bad. Trampled or they double jointed jaw bite your head like a grape because those things, yeah, they're powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, on that ladder for you guys, was there anything that you felt personally that you're like, man, I'd, that's at my bottom rung. That's a driver in my life. I, I resonated a, a ton with what you were saying. Phenomenal sermon, by the way. Go listen to it. Fight fear with fear. Mm. Um, the, that latter exercise is so helpful, is, is just continuing to ask why and why and mm-hmm. why and why. And when you do it and when you have good friends who will love you enough to, to ask you those questions, um, like Matt has been for all three of us, mm-hmm. um, I, I tend to get down to, to work um, being a thing that I find my worth in, mm. um, which is this is just takes us back to the fall in Genesis 3 where like work is such a beautiful thing. God's placed us here to work and then it gets cursed. Mm-hmm. And part of that curse for me is finding my worth in it, which means when it's going really well, I feel okay. Yeah. But when work gets interrupted, I feel this like this anger start to rise mm-hmm. up in me, which is terrible news if you work in ministry because work is just a, one interruption after the other, after right. the other, and after yeah. right. the other. Um, and so having to be on that journey of learning to redeem interruptions even mm-hmm. and, and realizing like, oh, maybe maybe God is in this interruption. Maybe the best ministry happens in the in-between mm-hmm. and maybe God wants to, to do something different here. Like that has taken me a long time to get to. And on my unhealthy days, I'm still not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I take that, when I keep taking that down further and further and further, it is um, feeling like it, it reminds me of Survivor, um, which I've never watched. So I'm going to guess here that the name of the game is to make yourself useful. You so never you, watched Survivor? Mm, oh. I haven't either. Those types of shows aren't yeah. like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I get it. I, there's, there's a reason it's, it's still going. There's a reason it's still going. I watched it in fourth grade. Nice. And it's still going. Yeah. But the name of the game is make yourself useful so you don't get voted off the island. And there you go. that is my bottom rung, hmm. is make myself useful so I don't get voted off. The, like there's times where hmm. I'll get done preaching a sermon. And like this is insane Like we because we hmm. were... We're best friends who planted this church together. We're in it together. And mm-hmm. still, there will be times where I'll drive home going, well, I preached a good enough sermon that like, hopefully the other two guys are like, uh. let me hang out for a few more weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's, it's yeah. irrational, oh, yeah. and yet it's there. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, yeah, it's rationally based in your mind yeah. because you know that there's fail- you've failed in your life at times and people will push you away sometimes because of failure. So that just starts to root in you from a young age, I think. Yeah. I wrote and I shared that I wrote, I work really hard to be a necessity person because being needed protects me from not being chosen. From Yeah, from rejection. That's been one of the most illuminating things in my life that I've realized. Mm-hmm. And both my wife, my mom, my mother-in-law all sent me texts of like, hey, I just want to like... Make sure you know that I love you for who you are and all that, which I totally appreciate. Um, of their, yeah, it was really totally. sweet. But <laughs> very sweet. Both Steph and my mom both kind of had that question of like, have I created that in you, or I'm sorry mm. if I have in any way. But for me, I feel like I, 
I don't know that that came so much from external. Like I'm sure I've had experiences of people where you just feel like I'm yeah. worth something to them because of what I do. I feel like that's just been ingrained in me mm. from a young age of just feeling like life is about what you can do to prove yourself. Yeah. And like you said, move yourself up that ladder. Yeah. And the times when you recognize like I'm not high up on that ladder are the scariest probably moments I've had in my life where, which is honestly, that's the exact place I was in in my life when mm -hmm. I met God. Yeah. I had really nothing to show mm. him at that point. Yeah, I'd walked away from faith. I'd walked yeah. away. I wasn't living in any way yeah. in a pleasing way to God. And that's, I think, often where he chooses to meet us, to go, yeah. okay, this is actually great to start from ground zero. Yeah, and I think man. I need to take myself back to that place because I, in that moment, realized the mm. humility of like, I, dude, I haven't done anything to make you want me. I haven't done a thing. Wow. You should have every reason to just send me out. Mm -hmm. My whole goal in going back to church was like, can we make amends here? If I go enough times and maybe I join a Bible study, yeah. go on a mission trip, then can like, we're square. Right. And instead, I think the grace of God hit me so profoundly in that time because I realized that I don't have a way to earn this. This is my only shot is to just yeah. have you give this to me. But then when you start walking in faith, it's easy to forget that and start talking yourself back out of that. Like, yeah, that that's true, but it's kind of true, mm. which is why grace is such a challenging human concept wow. to understand. Doug, did you have something um, for you on the bottom rung or did that? Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to find. Yeah, sorry, I'm just <laughs> looking at my calendar for the rest of the day. No, there what was. What time uh, are we done with this? Are you guys still talking? My gosh, there's some. It's some translation, one uh, a verse that talks about like God loved me when I was useless to Him, mm -hmm. completely useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, if you could really believe that to yeah. be true about yourself, and there's the verse about like your good works are filthy rags, yeah. which I think is often yeah. sort of projected like. God doesn't care about anything you do. It's worthless to him. Or rather, right. when it, mm. I think that's talking about earning, where he's right. like, this stuff doesn't earn you. I don't right. need this from you. Right, right, right. Yeah. I've already, I've already got everything yeah. taken care of for you. Yeah. 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 Grace is for effort and opposed to earning. Yeah. Um, because one of them is for love and one of them is from love. Yeah. Um, but same thing, the latter illustration that you gave, um, even when you said, I hate the word intimacy. I hate mm. that word too. Mm -hmm. I have to force myself to say it. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. I love that you just said it. You said climbed it. up in, to the top of intimacy. the ladder. Yeah. Also, I had so many people like, I was so scared when you were on that ladder. I was like, have you ever seen a person on a ladder before? Like, <laughs> it's eight feet. People it's use these every so day. Sad. It's so easy to stay balanced. <laughs> yeah. They're up. built for that. There's a whole purpose to a ladder is that it's a safe way to go up higher than you are um but thanks to everyone who yeah. thought i was gonna fall through the stage yeah, yeah. but i shared that last week and talking about preaching yeah. feeling like i'm only as useful as my as my next sermon right. or my last sermon right um and nobody has told me that right you know people say well the we, we have yeah. you guys have <laughs> yeah just um, in a while. there was a <laughs> i just listened to something <laughs> about this study where um they talked about what you reward kids for and what you praise kids for. Right. Mm. So if you praise, it's the difference between praising them for the outcome and praising them for the effort. Yeah. So good. for mm. instance, if you grow up and you get praised for your good grades mm. and you get praised for your performance mm. versus you get praised because, buddy, I'm so proud of you, you're working so hard. Yeah. And that's what I care about. Regardless yeah. of the outcome, mm -hmm. you are, you, you're putting energy, you're trying, yeah. you're working hard, yeah. and that's what I want to praise you for. That study showing kids in that, kids who get praised for the effort hmm. actually grow up um, 
healthier mm. and accomplishing more. Interesting. Man, because talk about, it, yeah. You talk about youth sports. Yes. I think for a lot of people, that's where this starts is they have a coach or a parent who, unless they play well and their team wins, yeah, they don't feel approved of if they have a bad game. And yeah. that's, man, wow. that's so unhealthy. But I and think so we all do that. Though, like so much of it can kids. make sense and, and seem noble and mm-hmm. seem like, why would you not praise your kid for a good report card? Why would you not praise your kid for winning a yeah. championship? Yeah. Right? Um, but what can subtly happen if there's not also the the same sort of uh, celebration spirit for the effort yeah. is you start to subconsciously believe I am only as useful yeah. as right. the as my report card yep. in life. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you start chasing the the high of winning and and getting to the top of the mountain yep. as opposed to yep. pursuing the the process and the, the and, magic and that so many athletes when their career ends whether it's high school college professional they have no idea what to do from there because yeah. that was their whole worth wow. was built into that and we all have our own version of yeah. whatever that is yeah. yeah okay i'm gonna read this one quote and then i have one more i'll, I'll share my ladder go um i'm excited to see doug read <laughs> <laughs> You memorize it. All yeah, last you guys night. don't know that I just memorized this. Shout out to Donald Miller, by the way. Yeah, this is one of the Gary best Close writers. Is incredible. Mm. Um, the tagline says it all: dropping the act and finding true intimacy. Yeah, dropping the <laughs> act and finding. E, I I'll this read book it. For all right, <laughs> will you sign okay. it for me? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's the gist of this story, I suppose. These are snapshots of the year I spent learning to perform less, be myself more, and overcome a complicated fear of being known. This book is about how I realized I could have a happy life without splitting an atom or making a splash. It's true our lives can pass small and unnoticed by the masses, and we are no less dignified for having lived quietly. In fact, I've come to believe there's something noble about doing little with your life, save offering love to a person who is offering it back. Mm. Here's a thought that haunts me. Here we go. What if we are designed as sensitive antennas receptors to receive love, a longing we often mistake as a need to be impressive. What if some of the most successful people in the world got that way because their success was fueled by a misappropriated need for love? What if the people we consider to be great are actually the most broken? And what if the whole time they're seeking applause, they are missing out on true intimacy because they've never learned how to receive it? And then he says, years ago, I remember seeing an interview with the son of a former president who, after a sigh and a long silence, admitted he spent countless hours with the most powerful man in the world, but had no idea who he really was. I never knew my father, the son said. Nobody knew my father. Mm. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right, I'll read it. You should. Here you go, man. Wow. wow. You can keep what it. Gift. We're doing giveaways on the Out of Thoughts podcast. I won today's. <laughs> Actually, I need that back after this because I'm only halfway done with this. Perfect. Um, but another ladder, I think the, I'll start actually from the bottom of it mm. because I think we can fill in the blank for so many different things at the top. Mm-hmm. It's just the fear of death yeah. and the fear, that is the ultimate unknown, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think there's even a reason in church and everything we do is because we believe that, you know, 99.9999999% of our existence is not going to be here in this life, but after this death, in eternity, in heaven. And yet, even so much of what we talk about and sing about and preach about is not about heaven. Right. It's about life to the full 
yeah. now. Even a series like Alive and Free mm -hmm. can, if you miss it, can seem like it's just about maximizing life to the full and abundant life here and now. However, I believe that happens most when you are least afraid, and not even least afraid of what is next, mm. but looking forward mm. to what's next. Mm -hmm. Like how Paul says to live is Christ and to die. He doesn't say to die is no longer a big deal. He says to die is actually better. To die is gain. Mm -hmm. And when you can truly believe that on the bottom rung, at the deepest parts of who you are, that is the ultimate freedom, alive yeah. and free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I believe it's, it's the fear of death that yeah. keeps so many people um, living in fear yeah. in smaller ways. You know, even like mm -hmm. we, were, we were on a flight a few days ago and there was so much turbulence going from Denver to Austin yeah. and I was with the whole family. We had the back row, they saved the back row for us because Will had tripped over a guy's luggage and cut his lip, lip open. So oh. we were in the bathroom and they, Southwest was great. They saved the back row. But we're in the back row, there's so much turbulence, and Kinsley is watching Encanto on one of our iPads with her Elsa headphones on. Yes. And she's two, and she's just sort of, like, she'll, she'll talk to us, and since her headphones are on, she'll yell everything. <laughs> so everybody can hear everything she says, and she kind of narrates yeah. everything that's going on. Yeah. So, we're taking off! Like, she'll yeah. just yell it. The plane's going up! And at the end, after so much turbulence, and you felt the unease in everybody on oh, that plane. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we did a bank coming into Austin, and she looked out the window, and she couldn't care less. You know, She doesn't understand uh, turbulence, or she's never thought about death before in her entire <laughs> life. And she sees the land, and all of a sudden, she, just, she yells, we're going down! <laughs> we're going down! And then right back to watching her movie. <laughs> And the Not back ten rows just erupt in laughter, oh, yeah. and she has no idea. She's just yeah. back into <laughs> yeah. the world of Disney. Um, but I feel so. that I feel that on on planes, like an yeah. uneasiness, uh, yeah. and that's just one example mm -hmm. of about a million that you could give mm -hmm. of uh, a fear of the ultimate unknown. Yeah, and I think um, I think it's in Second Peter where Peter says, "Are you looking forward?" To the new heavens and the new earth yeah. one day are you looking forward to what's after this life yeah. so it's not just embracing the unknown but it's you're starting to enjoy thinking about mm. what's coming next yeah that is the ultimate freedom for everything else higher up on that ladder it's good it's cool too i was thinking about like even other people for almost any fear we have there's somebody who's been through your worst fear and come out the other side mm -hmm. yeah but jesus is obviously the full picture of that and that if death is the ultimate unknown and a lot of people's wow. greatest fear how cool is it that god came here not just to like tell us hey you don't need to be afraid but mm. to show us that i'm not even afraid of this yeah i will go i will go into the unknown to the scariest thing that there is myself mm -hmm. to Damn. show you guys that i can meet you in any fear that you have mm -hmm. that's when, wild when you then when that stuff hits you on the bottom rung i was talking, thinking of like inception like you open the safe that's mm -hmm the truth that you realize this is the thought that I'm supposed to operate the rest of my life off of. Yeah. You can start working your way back up that ladder. And yeah. then you find the people who can sit on top of that ladder and be like, yeah, I just had a really uncomfortable interaction and it's not going to cause me to question my identity. Yeah. Why? Right. Because you let your all the way down to I'm a child of God. 
I'm not afraid of the unknown. Right. I'm not afraid mm -hmm. of man. I'm not afraid of all these things. My identity. I know I'm loved. I know that I'm worthy. And so I can just be a human being that's broken and has an awkward interaction. It doesn't mm -hmm. just capsize your life. That's mm -hmm. how it reverse ladders its way back up. Um, I also use the analogy of a controlled burn. Mm -hmm. The fear of the Lord is a controlled burn for the human fears of your life. Mm -hmm. So in the forest services and I guess stuff like that, they'll burn an area of land. They can put it out so they have fire in the right context. They can control it. And then a wildfire can't spread into that area because fire has already done what it's supposed to do, yeah. right? It's a refiner. It's a purifier. And the fear of the Lord is that way, that it goes to the fields of fear in your life and levels them, mm -hmm. puts them in their proper place. And then when the enemy tries to build a wildfire, it, there's no land to go into. Right. Because you understand that root identity stuff mm. on the bottom rung. Yeah. The beginning of this year, um, we, my wife and I had our second boy, uh, Rayburn, was born on Christmas. And then my wife was the one who said, hey, these next couple of weeks, we're going to have just a lot of downtime where we just hold him. Mm. And let's not just like binge watch everything and waste that, all that time. Or at least that's not, not what I'm going to do. And when your wife says that, you're like, okay, we'll both do that. Yeah. So we were just both like, when we hold him, like what, read scripture a lot yeah. and pray for him and stuff like that, um, which sounds super noble Christian thing to do and is not my default. But those first two weeks were some of the <clears throat> richest times I've had <clears throat> in my life. Um, I read all the Psalms. Yeah. And I read a couple New Testament books as well. And I didn't have the metaphor in my mind at that point, but... We had so much fear walking into having him because we our first boy was in the NICU and mm -hmm. it was scary. We'd had a miscarriage. He was born a couple weeks early then. So there's all these rational fears to have mm -hmm. and then just sat and let the word of God just speak to us every single day. Wow. And it was like a controlled burn every day for us of that's my child first. I've got you. I'm with you. And within that, reading all the Psalms, the fear of the Lord is everywhere just everywhere, and especially in the Psalms and the Proverbs. It's like David knew it so well, and then his son knew it because his dad knew it so well. Yeah. And they talk about it so much. And that's when it, like that revelation hit me at that point of how desperately we need the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. As individuals, as the church, we need to understand the fear of the Lord, but it is a complex concept. It feels a little more like deeper waters to talk about the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. How do you guys understand it? How have you wrestled with it? Has it been a struggle for you? to grasp that component of a relationship with God. Yeah, because you, I think you even said, God, I'm trying to tell this entire church to not be afraid of you, but to fear you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't live afraid Super of God. Super simple, yeah. Don't live afraid of God, but guys, you gotta fear God. <laughs> right. Come on. That's how I, I feel. picture Paul Rudd on the surfboard <laughs> and forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, yeah. Don't do anything. Oh, well, you, you gotta do something. You gotta do something. You're, just, you're just boogie boarding. Right. Oh, you're doing too much, do nothing. Yeah. Do less, do less. Don't be afraid of God. Okay, you got to fear God, though. Right. Um, God is not abusive. God is not, and you. I think you even made the point, God, a lot of us, you said you might have um, an earthly father who was a terrible representation right. of the heavenly father. So let's get that guy out of your mind because that's not what, yeah. that's not what we're talking about when Scripture says to fear God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, the best way, I mean, for me, honestly, it's... It's nature in the, by the ocean or the mountains. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, the ocean, because I love even the Psalms and the verses that say like, he puts the water of the deep into jars. And I've been on a flight from San Francisco to Sydney, and it's been 14 hours through the night. 
And I remember the first time I, I made that flight, having a window seat and looking down mm -hmm. and I didn't sleep the whole night. And it was one of the most, in a great way, mm. like I didn't want to, I just loved it. Cause I felt so small. That was about two years mm. into my, my faith mm. and realizing, man, God is so big and so powerful. And the distance between our 747 and the surface of the ocean is less than the distance between the surface of the ocean and the bottom of the ocean. And the, <laughs> Psalms, so yeah, that's crazy. the Psalms say that God puts that into jars. Yeah, yeah. And um, the ocean is no mystery to him. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have memories of night surfing with you yeah. in Laguna. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And you, know, you, you look out at the horizon and you can't tell where the sky stops and the ocean starts. Yeah. It's just all black. Yeah. And you're wondering, when you, you don't see the next massive wave mm -hmm. until it's about 20 feet away from you. Yeah. You're wondering the whole time what's swimming underneath you. And I think I love those moments realizing this is no mystery to God. Yeah. He tells the ocean what to do. Yeah. And there's some, I, there's some proverb or some verse that says only a fool, only an idiot stands in front of the ocean and thinks he or she is something. Hmm. <laughs> like that person's a fool. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That person's missing out on the fear, the reverence, the awe right. of God. Right. That, um, yeah, my father mm. um, can be dangerous. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, it's that, that reverence, that, yeah. that um, imposing grandeur mm -hmm. of nature mm -hmm. that makes you feel, that makes you feel small. That's so good. I love man. that. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I've found that verse in Genesis 3 uh, super helpful where Adam and Eve eat the fruit. We know the story. They run, they hide, they sow fig leaves together, and then they hear the sound of the Lord walking in the coolness of the day. And the question God asks is, where are you? Mm. Um, and I... The, the, the question I've learned to ask is, okay, what is, what is God's tone of voice when he asked them, where are you? Mm -hmm. um, because unhealthy fear of the Lord is, I think, what most how most people respond to that, which is whether it's their, their earthly father, they're copying, pasting onto it, or a coach, or a teacher, or a principal, or whoever, where it's like, where are you because I'm going to punish you right now. Right. Um, I would say that that's not the, the biblical fear of the Lord that, that we're after. Um, I think what it's supposed to be is more like to bring back to Lion King, like Mufasa when he shows up, when Simba and Nala are in trouble. And he has this, there's this urgency, this, this reverence about him, mm. but it's because he's going to put a bunch of hyenas in their place. Yeah. And so I hear mm. God walking in the coolness of the day as this concerned father who goes, we usually spend time together. Like we used to go to walks together and I miss that. And I want to go for a walk with you right now. Mm -hmm. If there's something that has come between us, it's time for me to take care of it. Which by the way, he did by ultimately making the greatest sacrifice by sending his son to, to take care of mm -hmm. that wall. Um, but I, I love that idea of, of uh, yeah, God asking, God realizing, hey, there's something wrong. There's something that's come between us. I want to do something about it. That's mm. that's the fear of the Lord to me. Um, and what I've been doing 
for a controlled burn recently. It's it's always changing. I've noticed in my own life, and maybe this will help someone, that I can't just do the same thing over and over and over again, that I'm constantly, it's like the Holy Spirit's constantly leading me into d- different seasons of doing different things. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's the sunrise, uh, which is nice because this time of year, the sun doesn't rise until like 7, 7.15, mm. so it's a little easier to do this. <laughs> but my whole morning routine is is now based around being done with that and outside for the sunrise, uh, preferably on a walk or a run. Um, but I, there's just something really majestic about that moment, about morning light and about that moment when the sun begins to rise. Um, and so I do all of that before I look at my phone or get nice. on the internet or any of that because I know my insecurities, I know the comparison game, I know all of that stuff that I'm mm-hmm. prone to, and I want to have a controlled burn in the morning where I stand in awe and reverence of a God who is in yeah. control of all of this. Mm-hmm. And I go, God, you're so beautiful and so majestic, and you call me a child. Yeah. Um, and so anything else that comes today, I'm fine. Yeah. I yeah. know I got this. That's good. And so I start there um, with the sunrise, and um, that's my controlled burn. I think that, well, here's the thing about controlled burns. You don't do them once because mm-hmm. the fields mm-hmm. grow back. Right. Yeah. That morning concept, I've, I've seen that in my life too. The difference between my days, if I get going and I'm reading texts and yeah. blah, 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 or if I first have a portion of my day where I just remember who God is. And I haven't normally framed that in my brain about starting my day in the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's just been like, well, do your quiet time first. And even yesterday morning, I woke up, was going to get ready to go work out, and I had that moment of like, do I check like fantasy football? Do I check the text I have, blah, blah, blah. And then I stopped myself and said, no, I'm going to let the Lord speak to start my day and just read a proverb. I'm in the thing right now where you read one proverb a day for a month. Mm -hmm. And just reading one proverb just reminded me, oh, that's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And that means that's who I am. And now the rest of my day, I just controlled burned a lot of things that could have started my day mm-hmm. in the wrong way, Great. the mm-hmm. opinions, the things that are going to speak into how I view myself and how I go yeah. about treating other people and all that. Just start with a controlled burn and let the fear of the Lord speak in your life. That's so good, man. Yeah. Do that you do that every day. Yeah. And it won't just change like better days. It will change your identity as a human being. Because mm-hmm. you'll always remember who you are in light of who he is. Yeah. As a foundation. Yeah, it's like uh, when you first wake up in the morning, it's such a pivotal time to open that safe at the bottom of your ladder yeah. and put truth there. And if you yeah. reach for your phone, what's going to be in that safe is other people's opinions about yep. you. If you go to God's word, yep. you get outside, you mm. watch a sunrise. That's go, so good. Go Psalm 27.1. The Lord is is my strength. There, no, no, no. The Lord is, we used to sing it on the trip all the time. The Lord is my light and my salvation. There it is. Whom shall I Ooh. fear? Mm-hmm. You get that in the safe yeah. before you go anywhere else. Yeah, You're bulletproof in a lot of ways. Yeah, truly. It's, yeah, the truly. more you fear God, the more you fear not everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The That's more of good. a fear we have for God, the less of a fear we have for people. I, wow. Matt, our buddy Matt in Hawaii sent me an article about people who like biologically, sometimes it's because of an injury or a surgery, they don't feel fear. Something to do with the amygdala and the hippocampus, and there's a whole lot of brain science. Yeah. People who literally, like, they've tested some of these people wow. to take them to, like, heights. And there, there was a story of a lady who she just didn't feel fear biologically and had somebody try to mug her. 
but she didn't feel fear and it rattled them so much that they just left. And so there was Whoa. like, there's like this two sides of this where there's the healthy side where you look at somebody that if they don't feel any fear, then they might see a great white shark and be like, I don't care. Right. Well, you should. Right. Yeah. Right. If, or if a hippo is charging you, you should feel afraid uh -huh. of that hippo. Yeah. Um, but it was also really cool thinking about like that metaphor of an enemy who's coming to rob from you. And you're not. And the lady's just like, not afraid. Wow. What are you gonna, you can take my stuff. Like, I'm not afraid. Wow. And uh, I was, yeah, it, it spoke to me. That's pretty, that's there's pretty There's a cool. healthy place for fear. And then there's the place where if you don't have that fear, the enemy doesn't know what to do with you. Yeah. He's kind of shocked by you because yeah. people live in so much fear. It's kind of like you have, everybody has a certain amount of fear. So just assign it to the right thing. Yeah. Before you it's have an a chance. Yeah, thing exactly, in you. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And before you have a chance to assign it to people or yeah. to your you know, everything going on that day, yeah. assign it to God. Give it to like, God. Yeah, yeah. Don't fear the one, don't fear death, fear the one who has conquered death. Yeah. Don't fear man. Fear the one who That's is really in control cool of thought. eternity. And, which is what you Jesus what I mean? said. Yeah. In a really scary way for a lot of people that don't understand the tone that he's saying it and the understanding that Jesus had better mm -hmm. than anybody else. And I read that verse yeah. in my sermon um, where he says, don't fear the one who can kill the yeah. body. Fear right. the one who can throw the soul and body into hell. Right. Yeah. As I read that, I, I watched a lady get up and leave, yeah. walked out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. I, it makes me sad because in one sense that poked something, maybe a fear sure. or mm -hmm. maybe a church experience or feeling like, oh, here we go. This is about <clears throat> to be like turn right. or burn and God. Wait, have we not handled that topic well historically? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. but... Totally. That is like I understand that that can come off really harsh, and the teaching of Jesus does that, which is why I said I'll never mm -hmm. apologize for what Jesus said. Yeah, mm -hmm. what what gospel were you like, reading from? Uh, I think it was Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. It's all over Matthew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, but that, but Jesus is saying that with such an understanding of, hey, you should understand this. Right. Mm -hmm. The power of everything is in His hands. You have a choice if you're going to align yourself with Him. He mm -hmm. loves you so mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Look at the value that you have. So there's the healthy fear of like, this is the power that he has. And I think that's good for us to feel uncomfortable by. Yeah. But then you also see the mercy and grace that Jesus can say that with authority because he goes, I know this posture. I know that my father is not one to be afraid of, but I know that we should fear him because yeah. mm -hmm. I know how good he is and mm -hmm. how powerful mm -hmm. he is. And I'm about to go pay the ransom for all you guys. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> I'm about <laughs> to go take care of this hell problem <laughs> right. for you. Right. right. So place your fear in the Lord and follow what I'm about to go do. Wow. Right. That's, and that's because I love you this much. Yeah. That's the context he's saying. Yeah. And in which, unfortunately, for I think a lot of centuries, didn't really get preached that way. Right. It was be afraid of God right. rather than fear the Lord. Right. The, uh, the quote I heard recently was, for decades the church preached truth without any love. Yeah. And so now in response, the world is preaching love without any truth. Mm. So that's what we're living in. Yeah. Like you said, a world where it's all love and no truth, which really is no love at all. Right. It's basically love minus the fear of God, yeah. which equals nothing good, that's everything yeah. bad. You, you, you started, I love how, I think you probably just subconsciously did it, where you read a quote about where there's no fear of God, there's nothing good. And you started by throwing yourself under the bus which is mm -hmm. something we always try to do by saying, hey, I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you first and foremost, that's happened to me in my life. Yep. And I'm the culprit. Yeah. The problem with I the world is from, me. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and then from there, moving on to the world yeah. and saying, and in the same exact way as it's happened in me, 
right. in my life. It's yep. happening right now in our world. Yeah. There's a complete, there's, there's the preaching of love, 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 love without any truth or fear of God. Mm-hmm. And what it's equaling is everything we're seeing, which yep. is nothing good. Because yeah. you can just justify it that you can do whatever you want and there's no consequences. But the yeah. reality is, and I feel like I can speak from a place of authority and integrity on what it looks like to live without the fear of the Lord, where the base level things and probably where a lot of my struggles still of fears and things got rooted was in a place of feeling alone, of feeling hopeless, mm-hmm. of feeling too far gone. Yeah. In the absence of the fear of the Lord, because I did, was calling all the shots. That's where that led me, which is why I loved sharing all the side effects of the fear yes. of the Lord, because the, and the Bible's yeah. full of all of this. Yeah. It's not just like this, you just do this because you do this. Uh-huh. Here's 300 different verses that are going to tell you, you want this yeah. because of wisdom and knowledge and love and hope and all these things that are going to follow. You know what's crazy? One of the side effects you said was longevity. Yeah, yeah, that was the most wild. odd one to me. Because so longevity good. is a buzzword right now in the uh, in the health community. Yeah. Everybody, even down to, and it's one of my favorite things is Limitless on Disney Plus with Chris Hemsworth, yeah. where it's six-part docuseries about how to live a, a longer hmm. life. Hmm. It's interesting, the question right now that everybody's asking, how do I live a longer life? Yeah. But nobody's really asking, how do I live a fuller life? Yeah. Hmm. So you can have a longer life that's not fuller, hmm. And, mm. you know, yeah. okay, whatever. But it's funny, longevity is a buzzword. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think because everybody's afraid to die. Oh, yeah. Everybody's afraid And so, you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, it comes back man. to that, uh, to live is Christ, but to die is not gain. Mm-hmm. That's even most Christians right now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And yeah. so, but it's, it's so funny. Once you, you, you assign your fear away from death and the one who has conquered death. Yeah. Right and you assign it in his direction and you fear the Lord, you start fearing this less. And then the longevity you, you were after is you like- literally live long. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But that's because I also I think the things of the enemy, the things of evil, and the fears that call the shots on us yeah. will eat you from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And where it may just be a identity issue in your mind, over time your whole life will be lived out of that and it will literally slowly kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. And that proverb is countering that saying, or, or you could put things in their proper context and not let those things call the shots in your life and you will literally have a longer, fuller, more hopeful, wow. amazing life Yeah, because you just have that understanding of who God is. Wow. So any other side effects that you guys see in your life that stuck out to you? No, I mean, I, I think we, we hit it. Peace. I, it's, it's almost like um, when, I, when it comes to the peace there's a reason why we all work out in the morning. It's because we have mm-hmm. aggression. It's because we yeah. have insecurities. It's because we there, <clears throat> there's and and if we don't work out, if we don't do something, we just know we're gonna come here and it's gonna come out in unhealthy ways mm-hmm. where I'm gonna snap or I'm gonna say something I shouldn't say or whatever. And I just see the fear of the Lord being the same thing where mm-hmm. it's like I have fear in me, and so I have to assign it somewhere because yeah. if I don't, and so that's where I go. No, when you assign it to the Lord peace is the the outcome for the fruit it's like uh Mm. it's like every morning i assign all of my fear to the lord and then i go live alive and free there you go that was well said yeah Yeah, for me um we talked a little last week about self-control that's been a fruit Mm. of that's been a side effect of the fear of god um this is going to sound backwards at first but it's actually not generosity Mm -hmm. and stewardship Mm. 
And so even when we talk about money, which we talk about a lot in church because Jesus talked about finances more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And we now are in charge of a, a church budget that's growing mm -hmm. that we need to steward. Yeah. And um, on one hand, you have like the, uh, hey, to whom much has been given, much is expected. And so go and invest and go and you have to spend this and you have to, you know, this is to build, this is to build, build, build. And you can't be too careful mm -hmm. or else you're never gonna do anything. Totally. And at the same time, yeah. um, our good friend Adam said mm -hmm. this to me once, who is so, he, he was put on this planet to be generous yeah. and to build the kingdom that way. Yeah. And he, he tells me, he says, and at the same time, don't mess with God's money. Yeah. And none of it, yeah. we're Good. all, none Good. of us are owners. We're owners of nothing mm -hmm. and managers and stewards of everything. So even if man. I've been given a lot, even if I earned a lot, it's because I used the gifts God gave me mm -hmm. and I was born into the country he put me in mm -hmm. with the means and with mm -hmm. all of these raw materials and ingredients for me to use my strength that he gave me mm -hmm. to make this money. This is, I am a, an owner of nothing and a steward of everything. Don't mess with God's money. Yeah, and I feel that way uh, sitting over uh, our Red Rocks Austin budget yeah. And over my wife and I feel that for our personal, yeah. our personal budget, mm -hmm. not too careless, but not too careful. Good. Don't mess with God's money. I remember him talking about God. God told me to live this way with my money. And he's told me to give this much away and I don't mess with God's money. So that's what I do. And when I put it into your hands at the church or somewhere else, that's up to you now. Yeah. Don't mess with God's money. That's, that's in your court now mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. steward that way, which I think is such a way of freedom of yeah. living those who have a fear of god are the best stewards of money yeah, yeah. totally mm -hmm. yeah yeah the church what is it the church has given more money the in the past three years than the than the u.s government yep <sighs> those who fear Jeez. god are the best stewards of of finances yep. mm -hmm. yeah yeah because it, and it's healthy at the end of the day it's like no he's a loving father who is good yeah and is perfect in every way um and he tells the ocean what to do. Yeah. Good. And, and he knows best. I think yeah. that's where it gets really hard for us with the fear of the Lord is because we always have that part of us that's like, oh, but I think I know better. When Moses says, the fear of the Lord will keep you from sinning. Mm -hmm. we, we hear that through our context of like, yeah, because he's a buzzkill because he wants to take away fun in our lives. Well, actually, no, it's because he knows that the wages of sin is death and the sin in your life is going to lead you to destruction. Right. right. Yeah. And if you stand in the proper context, it's not. And, and because of Jesus, you don't go. Well, I'm not going to do this just because I don't want to make God mad. You go, I don't want to do this because Jesus wants me to be alive and free. Yeah. And this is going to rob me from that. Yeah. I yeah. want everything that he has for me, and that comes from living in the fear of the Lord. So yeah, there it is. I love that. But I, yeah, the, the cherry on top for me and all of that is I love how it's not, Christianity is not about just trying to not be afraid at all. It's not about don't live in fear. Just get rid of all your fear. Yeah. Well, good luck. How do you just, you can't just yeah. get rid of fear. Yeah. But you can redirect it assign it yeah. put it in the, put it in its proper place put it yeah. in its proper place steward your fear and mm -hmm. we to end this we need to circle back to something you said about 30 minutes ago uh every other fear in life we have somebody that we can talk to who has been through it mm. except for death it's a wild part of being alive mm. that um we can't talk to anybody who's been through it except we actually can mm. because mm -hmm. jesus yeah. went to the grave for three days and yeah. understands what it's like and then conquered it and so we can even talk to Jesus about death, which is insane. Boom. It's awesome. Perfect. Yep. All right, Jacob, 
Kayla Emily, thank you guys. Thumbs up. Thanks, guys. As always, share this, like stuff, follow TikTok, <laughs> keep up on YouTube. <laughs> These come out every week. And uh, what are we talking about this next week? Distraction. Here we go. Distraction. We'll be back by distraction. Destroy we'll be back the distraction. next week. Undistracted. Come on. Peace. Go Buffs. <laughs>